0: Gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the Law and the Prophets." Isn't it extraordinary that we are commanded to love ourselves? We are commanded to love ourselves. Every great world religion subscribes to some version of the Golden Rule. Every great world religion, including ours, wants us to love ourselves. The trick, yes, there's a trick, is to understand that there really is no giver and no receiver. Each is the giver and each the receiver. To love our neighbor is to love ourselves. To love ourselves is to love our neighbor. In the Yamana Inuit initiation ceremony, the ritual in which a child becomes an adult, the adult says, do not seek to benefit only yourself, but think of other people also. If you yourself have an abundance, do not say the others do not concern me. I need not bother about them. If you are lucky in hunting, let others share it. Moreover, show them the favorable spots where there are many sea lions. If you want to amass everything for yourself, other people will stay away from you, and no one will want to be with you. If you should one day fall ill, no one will visit you because for your part, you did not concern yourself with others. The Yamana do not like a person who acts selfishly. In their culture, to love others is to love oneself. It is literally an act of self-preservation. What if we choose to believe that that's true for us too? What if we choose to Act as if that's true. That it's true, as Caroline Mace, the author, writes, generosity is not a way of life, but the way of life. I like to say, believing is seeing. When we delight in helping, our lives will be enchanted with self-love when we give without expectation of return, when we do good for the sake of doing good, our self-love is strengthened. By self-love, I don't mean selfish love. Selfish love is a dead end. The love to which we are commanded in the great commandment is a kind of love of which the Quakers say, way opens. Way opens. When we love well, there is a mysterious unfolding and manifestation of grace. A man named Bill tells the story that as a teenager, he started getting into trouble, mostly out of desperation to call attention to things that had gone very wrong at home, sort of a cry for help. And one day after school, he was hanging out at a friend's house, and he found himself really hoping that they'd invite him to stay for dinner he just didn't want to face going home so they did invite me to stay for dinner he said and for the first time ever i experienced a family praying together before a meal i didn't know how to do that he says so i just folded my hands and kept my head bowed and then my friend's father said Thank you, God, for bringing Billy to our table and into our family. Let him know that we would be very grateful if he would join us for dinner as often as he would like. Tears sprang to Bill's eyes then. He says, It changed my life. From that moment on, I valued My life. Imagine making that kind of difference in someone else's life. Guess what? You almost certainly have. And you do. Every time you open your heart and extend a hand in love. And what does that do for you? To serve others is to serve ourselves. Here's Trappist monk and mystic Thomas Merton from his book, No Man is an Island. He says, the difficulty of the great commandment lies in the paradox that it would have us love ourselves unselfishly, because even our love of ourselves is something we owe others. Even our love of ourselves is something we owe others. What do I mean by loving ourselves properly? He says, I mean, first of all, desiring to live, accepting life as a very great gift and a great good, not because of what it gives us, but because of what it enables us to give to others. We need others and others need us. We are not all weak in the same spots and so we supplement and complete one another, each one making up in ourselves for the lack in another. Only when we see ourselves in true human context as members of a race intended to be one organism and one body will we begin to understand the positive importance not only of the successes But of the failures in our lives father thomas merton self-love does not necessarily come before loving others for many of us it's much harder to love ourselves much at all let alone in the way we love others but we can learn to love ourselves by loving others and in the wake of that love comes confidence. And then nothing will stop us for long. Poet E.E. E. Cummings wrote, We do not believe in ourselves until someone reveals that what is deep inside us is valuable, worth listening to, worthy of our trust, sacred to our touch. Once we believe in ourselves, we can risk curiosity, wonder, spontaneous delight, or any experience that reveals the human spirit. To love emboldens us. At 31, a Dutchman left his medical practice in Amsterdam for South Africa to work with people with HIV and AIDS. I'm sorry I don't know his name. I love his story. His family was unhappy with his choice to live in a faraway, often dangerous country and work with a chronic and, in that setting, usually fatal syndrome. But he deeply believed he was fulfilling a spiritual call to serve and that a special grace had been included in his sacred contract. He said, if God wanted me dead, God wouldn't have bothered sending me all the way to South Africa. God could just have easily arranged an accident in Amsterdam to save me the price of a plane ticket. Obviously, loving others and coming to know ourselves as worthy of love can expose us to danger. And no one on a spiritual path is guaranteed a smooth path. A police sergeant named Kay shared this story. When I was 23 years old and a new police officer, I was working a cold midnight shift and a veteran officer and I were sent off to a vacant field to meet with two homeless people. The woman was not feeling well and I found a shelter for her but the shelter didn't accept men and they wanted to stay together. I didn't know what else to do, so I gave the man a dollar and a quarter and sent them to an all-night restaurant where they could both drink coffee for a dollar. I told him to use the quarter to call me if her condition got worse. They headed for the restaurant, and then the veteran officer chewed me out. He asked me if I were going to give money to every homeless person. I left thinking that I had really made a bad mistake, that I'd mishandled the situation quite badly. Months later, she says, I was on a different shift and officers were calling for backup in reference to a man fighting. When I got there, I saw that it was the same homeless man, but when he saw me, he stopped resisting. When the arresting officers got him to the police department, they put him in the holding cell where he became loud and disorderly, but again, when he saw me, he stopped. I didn't connect his change in behavior with my presence until another officer asked him about it, and he told the officer about the dollar and a quarter that I had given him. When I was driving him to the county jail, says Kay, I asked him what had happened in his life to bring him to this. He told me that he had lived in New York with his wife who was a nurse and on her way home from work one night, some kids threw a brick through her windshield and she died in the crash. He had been an electrician. He became an alcoholic and homeless. Not too long ago, he sent a message to Kay through another officer. She says he wanted me to know that he was sober, living in an apartment now and working again as an electrician. Whenever I think of his story, she concludes, I think of the staying, there but for the grace of God go I. I have learned that in life, Kindness matters. Kindness, rooted in the word for kin, living into the deepest meanings of kinship, seeing ourselves as members in the great human family. Kindness was the way into Kay's self-confidence. Kindness matters and kindness emboldens us to self-love. The Dalai Lama says, my religion is very simple. My religion is kindness. Jewel sings, in the end, only kindness matters. Beloved spiritual companions, the great commandment, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. We can choose to live these beliefs. To love our neighbor is to love ourselves. Each is the giver and each the receiver. Unselfishness is an act of self-preservation. And love of ourselves is something we owe others. May we give thanks to those who are brought to our table. Thanks for the sacred contract which calls us to serve and be served thanks that way opens and grace happens. May our religion be kindness. Amen.